Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California. Welcome to this week's episode of Angels excuse me, of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830-KLAA, or should I say Ducks Radio, AM 830-KLAA. Good morning. We have a great show for you planned today, and um, just thankful everybody's joining the Angler Chronicles crew. So let me introduce everybody. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host. My co-host, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, world. I've got... Mr. Tony Williams, the director of, gosh, what are you director of? Freshwater, Freshwater World, uh, Wally World. <laughs> anyway, from Bite On Fishing, Mr. Tony Williams. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. Great uh, to be here. Excellent. I've got Mr. Andrew Mack from Fish, Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. I've got our dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson from the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. And I, I should let you know that if Tony really was director of Wally World, he would own the show, own the Angels, own the stadium, own everything. Well, we'll just call him Wally for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, it looks like I've got Oliver Solis here online, too. So let me say good morning, Oliver, from Fishing Syndicate. Good morning, Sergio. All right, and um, Tony, you brought somebody into studio here. Who, who do we got here? We brought a special guest this morning that drove with me. This is Melina from the Bobber and Williams Bait and Tackle. Good, good morning, Melina. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, 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 good. All right, well, let's get this um, show on the road. Uh, Andrew, okay, and Tony, you guys handle the fresh water. Let's start there. Go ahead, Andrew. Go for me. All right, so been a big week the trout have came they have been stopped they're being caught pretty much a lot of places in southern california one of the main spots that just stopped on thursday was santa and the river lakes uh, they brought a full truckload of uh, mount lassen trout uh, they stopped on thursday and uh, opened up friday for fishing uh, for the trout opener and it was good i heard uh, early morning the fish are biting and as uh, the day warmed up, but uh, slowed a little bit, uh, but a lot of people got them. Uh, from there, uh, we're going to go to Mountain Lakes. Uh, Mountain Lakes uh, stopped on Thursday from uh, Jets, or actually Wednesday, because they had a special uh, veterans uh, holiday uh, free fishing on Thursday. Uh, they stopped 500 pounds in each lake uh, from Jets Ranch. Uh, but I don't know if it's just Jess Ranch fish or, or the heat or what, but it seems like uh, they're not biting as well as usual. Uh, the bite was tough uh, Thursday and Friday. Um, so now from there, uh, Tony, do you want to go to our favorite lake? Well, of course, our favorite lake is 
Lake Elsinore, the city mm-hmm. of Dream Extreme, where I recently moved a couple of years ago and found an amazing place to live as close to the lake as I could possibly get. They've been doing an incredible amount of stocking throughout the uh, throughout the years, and they continue to stock pretty heavy. I know their last stocking included some of the bluegill and some bass and. Um, you know, catfish have been continuing to be stocked, and they've been stocking those big Florida One F1 strain. Uh, you know, where those they have the potential to really grow into some some very nice fish. We're probably hey, talking Steve, in the ten uh, to fifteen pounders. And let me go to Steve on that one, Steve. So that's where the uh, potential new world record would be broken, right, with that strand? Yeah, F1 Floridas are the are the only ones that that get over uh, twenty pounds. Uh, that means that they're pure Florida strain largemouth bass. Basically, as soon as you get in, you know, into the the first generation where there's northern strain largemouth bass DNA mixed in, then they max out at about maybe 18 pounds. So yeah, yeah, the, your world records are are all the F1 uh, Floridas. They grow roughly, roughly about a pound and a half a year. So if you're going to get fish that are, you know, that are over, you know, 16 pounds, 17 pounds, that, that's going to take a little while, uh, mm-hmm. even in a lake with a lot of food. And uh, it should also be noted, and this will be an interesting one to watch, there's only been quite literally two uh, confirmed largemouth bass, plus one that wasn't confirmed, over 20 pounds ever, ever caught uh, in a lake without trout. Trout are like steroids for mm-hmm. for large mouth bass right so uh, however one of those well, what one of those fish is the is the long long standing world record from the 1930s which in my opinion was never really confirmed and as near as i can tell <laughs> wasn't really 22 pounds um plus the record tying fish from Lake Biwa in Japan, there's no trout in that lake, and and it it is actually one ounce bigger than that one, 22 pounds, five ounces. And Lake Hodges in San Diego County also had uh, a couple of over 20 pounders caught. And interestingly enough, the main forage for those fish was largemouth bass, because of course they're very cannibalistic. So, uh, you know, any lake with a lot of food of some kind can have, can have bass over 20 pounds, but they basically just got to be able to not, not have to swim around too much and just sit and stuff their face. That sounds kind of like a person. <laughs> I know somebody like that. <laughs> I know a little bit about that. <laughs> Somebody resembles that comment. All right, so um, good stuff happening in Lake Elsinore. Then you also got the stripers. Stripers are growing what an inch a month, uh, Steve. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's the potential. I haven't heard lately what the exact you know what the exact size is that they've been running, and or you know there's always one or two that are a little bigger than the rest. So uh, I, I would say it'll be pretty big news when somebody finally catches a legal one. Right. However, just because there's one doesn't mean that you know the entire population base has reached that legal size which is 18 inches, by the way. Um, you know, if, if they're smaller than that, throw them back, let them go. Uh, they'll, they'll still be in there, and you'll be able to catch them soon. But but I have not heard, and it'll be interesting to hear when, the very first legal one is caught, because the rest, the rest will probably catch up in about two months after that. Yeah, and they started stocking early, I think, in 2020 for the wipers, which was their big first 
big first uh, event for stocking. And uh, I know they had 50,000 uh, heads of fish come in, you know, the little fingerlings. So I imagine in the next uh, probably five to six months, with them growing another inch and a half or an inch per month, we should be at almost legal size by the time we hit the next Dream Extreme. Yeah, just a word of caution, folks. If, if you're out there, make sure that um, you return them, okay? If you catch one, they're not 18 inches, put them back. And even if they are 18 inches, let them grow a little more, okay? Uh, I know there's plenty of food in, in, in uh, Lake Elsinore for them to just have at it, yep. okay, and grow. Uh, but let's let them grow. Let, let them do what they have to do, and, and eventually, man, can you imagine striper fishing at Lake oh, Elsinore? That could be crazy. Okay, it's going to be pretty phenomenal. I mean, you have a, a wide variety of fish there. You can catch carp, catfish, bass, bluegill, and the red ear sunfish, and the wipers. And talk about a fishery that's going to be coming in the next few years. I mean, it's really coming into, they've been doing so much stocking over the years. There's going to be so many fish. I'm excited about seeing some of those bigger bass come out, too. And a lot of the bass guys, they know it's all catch and release. Well, you know, you know, we've had William on the, on the show before. And the, the thing with Lake Elsinore, it's not that it's a tough lake. You just need to know where to go. Sure. There isn't, there's not a lot of structure. Okay, so... Um, when the bass go on the spawn and they nest, that's easy, you know, to find them. But they'll go back into some structured area. So if you know where the structure is, then you got a, a really good chance at it. Okay, we uh, we just had the derby a few months ago, and we saw more bass than have been brought to the scales. Uh, Ron, do you remember how many bass you might have weighed? You know, five, six, seven bass. Yeah, that was we had six, I believe. Okay. Total. And, all right. So see, we, we before we we have maybe one, and it wasn't legal. In fact, we had to disqualify two or three of them. That's that right, because they weren't twelve inches. And uh, but this this year, you got several that were, and that just shows the progress. Okay. And bass is not easy. They're not that easy to catch. Okay. What I was, what's funny is, uh, I think ninety percent of the bass that were caught. We're caught on the bite on. <laughs> okay, your McBite. That's right, the Mac baits. Mac baits. Okay, so um, that that's some crazy stuff. They were fishing for catfish. Right. Here they come. Okay, so uh, also it's a very good carp um, lake. I mean, it, but but here's the thing with carp, guys. If you catch them, take them out. Right. Okay. We don't 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 release them. Get them out of that lake. Okay. Um, and then we go to the catfish. Catfish has been quite a bit of a, of a staple there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go all the way around the lake and most of the fish right are, in holding, front of there. are yeah. holding real tight. Um, well, there's a lot of structure there, too. Right. So it's an old uh, bridge. Where they built the new launch ramp. Okay, so that that's good. Okay, uh, Lake Elsinore, in addition to that, um, what else we got going on? There's some stuff going on this weekend yeah sure well the barber still has live bands every friday and saturday night we've got winter fest which is right around the corner i know that we did a um the veterans day event was really big on thursday huge success they recognized a lot of the veterans who gave you know all their freedoms and uh, we had a sheriff uh, bianco come in and he was the keynote speaker mm -hmm. um you know they've got continuous events that are going on. in fact tonight at the stadium uh there's uh, live cover bands and so you can go to the stadium and check out the uh all the schedule That's for this Lake week. Elsinore Storm. Okay, Lake listen, hold Storm. on to that thought. I got to take a short break here. I'm going to come back. We'll talk with Andrew, Oliver, Steve. Uh, let's see if we can get. Uh, you, you're a very quiet voice, Emilina. So, you know, you got to get, say something, okay? All right. <laughs> 
Ron, Tony, let's go to a break. This is Ducks Radio, AM 830 KLA. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it, so I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio, AM 830. KLAA. Welcome back, everybody. You're on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and this is Andrew Chronicles. And, you know, as we went to break, we're talking about Lake Elsinore, one of our favorite places uh, to go party. In fact, uh, tonight, Rhonda and I are heading to the Bobber. We're going to be there, Tony. You going to be there? Absolutely. Okay. We're going to get together. Um, what's, what's the band tonight? What, who's he got playing? Uh, Melina, do you know? Who you got? Uh, first Impulse is playing tonight. First impulse, and, and, and what, what's their impulsive uh, genre? <laughs> what are they? You know, do you know anything about it? I, I think they're 80s, pop 80s that type of stuff. Is that it? No. No? More like rock and roll? No, they're not. No. The jazz? <laughs> well, give me something. I don't remember right now. Okay, but it's, def- <laughs> but it's definitely not that. Okay, but anyway, we're going to go over there. We're going to have some great food, and I know some people are going to join us over there, so... Listen, if you're listening, come out to the Bobber. It's at Launch Point uh, there in uh, Lake Elsinore. We'll probably be there right around 5.30, yeah. 6 o'clock, have dinner, listen to some music. And dinner. Then, the food is phenomenal. The, the food is phenomenal. I cheated last night. I went over and, and saw some of the bands there. They have a bands on Friday and Saturday, and I had some of the uh, – William has a famous shrimp, coconut shrimp. Uh-huh. It's it's phenomenal. If you haven't tried it, you got to get it. It's the best. So that's probably what I'm going to have tonight. Okay, well, you know what, Melina? You know, you should know that it's R&B. Did you know it was R&B? 
That's what we have tonight for music. R and B. I am supposed to Rhythm know and that. blues. You know how I know this? Because I have a little bird texting me. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, it's a little bird called um, J O S. Over in Texas. In Texas. So Listening this is probably good. from Texas. Yeah, hopefully he, he was going to call us in around uh, 6 o'clock. We'll talk to Jonathan. Yeah, it's R&B. I'm really looking forward to it. So we can do some dancing. Okay, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, but anyway, so um, at the Bobber at Launch Point, Lake Elsinore tonight, we'll be there, and it's just a great city. You, you moved over there, what, three years ago now? Uh, yeah, almost three years ago. And you've made it your home. I made it my home. I love I love it. The the mountains, the lakes. I'm a mile from the lake. So if you want to go float tubing and fishing, we're pretty much there at, you know, once a week. I mean, the catfish bite is still pretty strong. And you can just go fishing if you want to. It's one of the only lakes still you can still take your uh, float tube. You can kayak. There's no, there's no uh, you know, water test for the quaglas. It's one of the few natural lakes. I think it's over 3,000 acres. Lakes. Or 3,000 acres yeah. of, of pure natural lake, which is really cool. So anyway, get out there. You can you can do it. Did you ever skydive? Did you ever jump off of that plane? Not yet. Not yet. But after watching Jonathan Oliver Skinner do it from uh, the city of Lake Elsinore, I'm ready. He kind of set the with standard. It, are you jump? Ron and I are going, right? We're going to do this. Uh, with or without parachutes? Well, hey, guys, going to do it. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to try with a parachute the first time so okay. I can kind of see how the landing will be the second time. Because <laughs> 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 right. it will be the last time. All right. Well, listen, uh, Lake Elsinore will be there tonight, one of our favorite places, and uh, looking forward to it. And then we have a special announcement. I'm going to wait until Danny comes on. Uh, we'll give you a nice special announcement of what's going on tomorrow having to do with Lake Elsinore. So, Having said that, Andrew, uh, where are you at? Uh, right now, I'm up in Lucerne Valley. Uh-huh. I'm up here for the weekend. We're, uh, we're going to be riding dirt bikes and quads and stuff all weekend. So. Okay, you going to troll? Yeah. <laughs> I might. I might put a kite out, actually. Yeah, you know, let me tell you, you take your dirt bike, you put a trolley behind you, you can go pretty quick. All right, well, listen, Andrew, if you want to stick around, stick around, but I know you're up there on vacay, so, you know, if you want to, you know, cut out, you're more than welcome to do so, bud. Uh, thanks for the report on the freshwater. It is happening. In fact, I do have to announce that uh, that Lake Arrowhead, I know it's a private lake up there um, in, the, in the mountains, uh, but they just stocked 2,800 pounds of brown trout. Wow. Uh, it's the first time that they stocked browns in over 20 years. Yeah. Um, Cal Harris uh, came down with uh, with the truck and uh, they, you know, stocked the lake. And a lot of the city officials actually came out to sit there and watch because, you know, it's just something that, I mean, they've had browns in the past, but it's just it's you know something that that they haven't had in a while, and it's kind of a kind of a big deal. I mean, they're only a pound, so they're definitely encouraging any anglers that are fishing. They do happen to catch one, you know, release them, let them go, let them get big. Kind of like elk and the wipers. You know, if you get them, they're there for a reason. Right. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty good stuff up there. Excellent. Well, I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. Okay. Well, anyway, I know you're you're too far away, but if you decide to come on down, you know, but again, we'll be at the Bobber tonight. Tell Erica. Did Erica go with you? Uh, well, I will. I uh, yeah, she is. she's actually sleeping in the camper. Well, then you know, uh, tell, you know, you tell know. her what. Just leave you there with the dirt bikes. Grab the truck. Come on down. Have dinner with us, and she can go back. Okay, we don't need to see you. We can just see Erica. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> all right, my brother. And listen, uh, happy Veterans Day. I know you're. People don't realize that Andrew oh. Mack was a Marine, or is a Marine. What's the the term? Uh, former Marine or? Uh, I went, 
Uh, once a Marine, always a Marine. Yep, yep. Hoorah! But you still have the butt on the totem pole. Remember, I'm a first well, lieutenant. Because he's a veteran, he's only two feet. No, he's still six. I'm a, I'm a first lieutenant, so and I mm-hmm. so he's got a he's got a salute when I walk by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Officer Metria. All right, Andrew, go have a good time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, brother. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, that's what's going on. Tony, anything else uh, from the Southland as far as fresh water? Just looking forward to the next weekend coming up. We've got uh, you know Thanksgiving coming up. We're going to mm-hmm. be at Mountain Lakes with the family, do a little Thanksgiving dinner on the water. And so we're looking forward to some doing some fishing and hanging out with the family. Well, one of the things Ron and I were talking about, we were coming back from San Diego, and uh, Ron says to me, I really want to get into this largemouth bass yep. fishing. And Heck I go, yeah. well, now, now you're talking my, my lingo. So it's great to, to try it out. Uh, Steve, you got any recommendations? Uh, Southern California, where we can go and, and, and have some fun with some largemouth? Well, just about every body of water that's permanent in Southern California, for that matter, Northern California, has got largemouth bass in it. I mean, and that includes water hazards on golf courses, you, you name it. Um, I haven't heard of any particularly good bites lately. Uh, uh, probably my suggestion would be to head out to the Colorado River system and, uh, you know, fish some of the sloughs, that kind of thing, where it's still reasonably warm. Uh, the fish are going to be are, are going to be shutting down a little bit. I, I have I got to admit I have not, I haven't been tracking it, so I haven't heard. Nothing has jumped out to me in terms of a really good bass bite lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw uh, one of our dear friends, Rusty Brown. He, he he's been on some fish, and he he pretty much fishes uh, Diamond Valley Lake. Right. He'll, he'll also. I, I I did see that picture of that big one, but you know when somebody like that that you know that's just like a super hardcore. Um, uh, uh, type guy gets a nice fish like that. That doesn't mean that that the average weekend person is going to be able to catch one. That's why you go out with him. He's a guy. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. There you go. So well, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not going to give it away yet because but I do have somebody lined up that's going to take me under their wing and I'm going to get into this really serious. We're not talking about and that's why I need to talk to Oliver because um, I am going to be start being taught in January. So. There you go. I don't know who's. Do they have any perspirant under the wing? Or yeah, I hope so. Because if not, yeah, the, the wet yeah. bird it smells pretty bad. You know, just saying, just saying. Well, I'll show you all, all the hot spots at uh, Lake Elsinore for the bass. You can't tell well, I anybody. I know where some spots are because when I fell asleep in that float tube, they were boiling all around me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, very good. Um, it's all good there. Um, so we're gonna see. We'll see. Winter's kind of tough for for. Largemouth bass, but uh, we'll give it a shot. Uh, Steve, what was the typical spawning for for the bass? I've been it's been early and late. They almost have like two spawning cycles, right? Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. In in lakes like San Diego, the San Diego lakes, San Diego area lakes, um, it starts as you know you get you get uh, females that are you know are full of eggs and they're ready to go. Uh, starting in late January and, you know, as, as early as late uh, February, they actually start to spawn. Probably March is is the peak. There's still some happening in April. Um, and then some of the higher elevation lakes, uh, especially, you know, lakes like, like Big Bear, that kind of thing, 
uh, they're you know they're not even going to get started going till like till like May. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all water temperature related. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Different styles. Um, okay. Maybe what we ought to do is you go with a guy that's going to train you. I'll go with Rusty Brown, and we have a nice little fish off. That'd be kind there of you yeah. Go. If, you, if, you, if you go with Rusty Brown, I, my money's with you. <laughs> yeah, R- R- Rusty's a good friend, and um, uh, most definitely uh, we'll be we'll be hanging out with him. All right. Um, having said that, before we wrap up, freshwater. Anything else, my friend? Uh, yeah, before we get over to the saltwater, well, in the mix, we it's also lobster season. It's the height of lobster season. So mm-hmm. if you're getting out there lobster hooping, we're having a seminar coming up this Thursday. Okay, okay let's stop right there. Okay, we have a, you're doing a seminar on lobster uh, hooping at where? This will be at the Huntington Beach Rod and Reel, uh, Huntington Beach Rod and Reel Club. That'll be at the, um, at the Huntington Beach Rod and Reel Club. <laughs> that'll be what this thursday it's this thursday, thursday. Uh-huh. Let, let me interject something that uh, um a topic that's on everybody's mind lately of course is supply chain mm-hmm. and shortage of product issues um <clears throat> what what's happened this year is up in northern california their parallel season to our lobster season is crab season and ordinarily they use these kind of square box traps that are not legal for lobsters and uh, they leave the lines out overnight quite often. And there's been some issues, supposed issues, I should say, with whale entanglements with those crab trap ropes with the whales. It hasn't actually happened with the sport crabbers, but, but a few commercial crabbers, it, have, it has happened. So those box traps are not legal right now. So okay. all the Northern California boats, and there's a lot of them, and a lot of people off piers and whatnot, fishing for crabs, have to use the same lobster hoops that the Southern California people use. use. So that means the supply may be very, very limited. If you want one, buy one now. All right. I mean, let me stop you there. I gotta go to break real quick. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about your your uh, seminar this Thursday, folks. You're on the folks. You're on Ducks Radio AM 830 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. The days go by. Every night when the sun goes down Just another lonely boy in town She's out running around Ducks Radio, AM 830 KLAA Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio, Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The Burn Style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the Fuel Style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. 
Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, this is Jacob Silverberg, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. First time we did it, I was scared to death. She snuck out in that cotton dress. Jumped on in and we drove to the lake. Put her hand on my knee and said, I can't wait. I had everything we needed in the bed of my truck. Turns out my baby loves to fish. She wants to Welcome do it back, everybody. Ducks Radio AM 830 I love that song. I love that song. Anyway, this is Angler Chronicles. We're having a really good time here this morning. I've got Steve Carson, Oliver Solis, Ron. I've got uh, Tony here, and also as a guest here, Molina. What did you think of this place, uh, Molina? What, what, what's your thought? Pretty impressive, huh? It is. You, it... you never expected me to be um, this this far awake, huh? <laughs> this early in the morning. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The impress, because you know. Let me tell you, something that's really bad is when you're on radio and, and you got silence. So, you got to say something. Say something. Something. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, let, let's get back into this. We, uh, Oliver. Let me just go to you now. We were talking about largemouth bass and trout, and you do have a lineup of rods that could be easily employed for this. In fact, they're dedicated rods. Um, you want to talk a little bit about those? Sure, yeah, we make a, an entire line of uh, graphite rods that cover uh, main jigging for trout to contest, as is highly recommended by the experts. And um, it goes all the way up to extra heavy 15 to 30 rods that are perfect for casting a big bait for, for slappers. Uh, you know, I'm personally a bass head, so uh, I hear Tony, Tony talking about all these, uh, all these uh, bass at the lake. I make you want to get up and drive right now, go to fish for a couple of hours. You should. Yeah, you should, because I'll tell you what, they're there. They're there, and they're ready to be be caught, okay? And um, you Tony, do have what some... time does the lake open? The lake opens at sunrise. So right. we're, we're getting, we're, we're approaching that right now. Sergio, I'll see you at 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I love it. You know I love it with a passion. Um, it, it, Steve, if somebody wanted to, um, to, to, to get into this, uh, what recommendations would you give? 
to get into into which specific kind of fishing. But here's the thing: largemouth. I, I, I say that again, largemouth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's there's no one way to do it. Um, in, in fact, probably compared to any other fish, any other species, there's more different ways to catch largemouth, uh, really than anything, because you can catch them shallow, you can catch them deep, you can catch them in a little golf course pond. You can catch them in a giant reservoir. You can catch them, you know, in, in one foot of water, and you can catch them in a hundred. And they eat, you know what they eat? They're on a seafood diet. You know what that means? Whatever they, they see, see, they eat. They see food, they <laughs> eat it. There is no one way to do it. I, uh, one good thought, and I was thinking about this when you were talking about um, <laughs> catching the bass on the catfish bait at Elsinore. Sort of to build confidence in your own, you know, ability and to to have a little a little fun and uh, convince you that, that, yes, there really are bass in the lake and that they really will bite. I'd start out with something simple like, you know, just an eight-pound spinning rig with, you know, like a seven-foot rod, uh, 2,500-size spinning reel, eight-pound test mono. You don't have to be, you know, super, super sophisticated. In lakes where they're legal, mm-hmm. emphasize legal, nothing can beat a live minnow, like a live shiner or whatever species of minnow is legal. Most lakes do not allow that. A few do. Right. Next best would be uh, just a, a live night crawler on about a number four bait holder hook with a split shot. I'm serious. It's that simple. And, you, you know, you probably won't catch any giants doing that, but you'll catch enough bass, and you'll also catch catfish and crappie and bluegill and other stuff to keep you entertained. And, you know, and do that for half a season until right. you get your until you get your confidence up. Then you go to the plastics. I would say the easiest thing for most people is probably a drop shot rig, just a drop shot rig, mm-hmm. um, you know, four or five inch plastic. Maybe the next best would be a, a Senko type, type uh, 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 plastic. But if you start right out with whatever the whatever the local pro says, I caught the, the bass on such and such, whatever it is. And you start out with that, and you don't catch a fish for like three straight days, you're going to be back to golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. a guy that that a guy that I'm going to be with uh, actually says that. Uh, you know, the 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 tough thing about uh, bass fishing right now is there's so much structure, and not enough bass. And you know, they're, and they're saying that uh, you know you could you know spinner baits and road runners under spins, but they said trop shots in there, Steve. And um, you know they have the vibrating jigs and everything else. So mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I'm really looking forward to it. So we'll see what happens. And and uh, but I can always go to Steve. Here's and, the other thing to to also remember, because uh, we mix the names up a lot, and we talk about Elsinore, which is a wonderful place. Lake Elsinore is a lake, right? Okay, and which, by the way, is the natural home for largemouth bass. Um, most of the other, quote, in air quotes, you can't see it, uh, in Southern California are reservoirs, okay, which is not the natural home for largemouth bass or anything else for that matter. Um, so they do relate to the structure there, but the type of structure in a, in a reservoir is completely different than that in a lake. So just just kind of bear that in mind, and, and that's the cool thing about largemouth bass—they're so adaptable. They can 
you know, again, any body of water that's permanent in Southern California is going to have them in it, uh, either because some helpful fishermen dropped them in there a few years ago, or you know, anytime there's a flood or anything like that, that's how fish move naturally. And I and I should also add, west of the Rocky Mountains, all bass species in freshwater, all freshwater bass species, are non-native, mm-hmm. not necessarily invasive because. A lot of more placed uh, on purpose by humans, but they are non-native. Hmm, correct. Now, let, let me tell you this: um, over the years, you know, I'm, I'm more of a salty guy. I, I love going out in the ocean. That's but what I, we all say. You yeah. are salty. <laughs> but you know, I've had the pleasure of fishing quite a few times with Don Spencer, hmm. for example. Remember, uh, I was going to say that. Yeah, he used to go to Lake uh, Irvine, Irvine Lake, and uh, in fact, we made a couple episodes with Danny and. And Don Spencer, he knew that lake very, very well. And not only did we fish for big, huge catfish, but we were fishing for bass. Um, uh, the other thing, Manus Malukian, he's uh, he's like my son. Okay, I met this kid when he was 16 years old on the freelance, and we became uh, very, very uh, close friends. He's on the circuit, so he actually fishes um, BASS and... Um, you know, he, I've gone fishing with him. We actually filmed an episode at um, um, San Vicente, okay, with him. Uh, fished also with many of these guys, and, and Rusty keeps bugging me. And I go, you know, Rusty, I'm going to come out with you, and we'll, we'll go out fishing. And but, but the one thing that, that's common to all these guys that really fish bass, and Steve and Oliver, you guys can talk to it. I mean, you get on their bass boat. And they have 300 million rods. They're all rigged. And then they have uh, maybe 5 million boxes full of different stuff. Mm -hmm. And there isn't just one thing. It's almost like the bass will learn what not to bite. Right. Okay? And they're always changing. And these guys are, like, constantly on it. Uh, Steve, you want to talk to that about that? Well, I I, I want to make a side comment to that because, obviously, for for the last couple of years, in Southern California, the, the big, um, you know, sort of the big focus has been on tuna in saltwater, and I know we're getting to that. Mm-hmm. And I get emails and I get, you know, social media requests from all kinds of sources. I just want one all-around rod that does everything. And, it just you know, and, and with bass, it's the perfect example. Because even a super, super big bass, you know, 12, 14 pounds, is not that big. And... Uh, and I hate to say this, cover your ears, bass fishermen. They don't fight that much. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay. You need, yeah, you need literally to to meet all the different requirements of what a bass might want. You really do need, uh, you know, a drop shot rod, a topwater rod, a spinnerbait rod, a frogging rod, etc., etc., etc. So there is no, there literally is no one thing that they will always bite on. Again, I go backwards for the, for the beginning and very casual angler. If the lake where you're going allows live minnows or live shiners, use those. Yeah. There is absolutely nothing better. And second best would just be a live nightcrawler. And convince yourself that there's bass in the lake and that you can catch them before you go too deep down the, you know, down the rabbit hole of of what you're talking about because you will you will buy everything in the tackle shop and more exactly okay and and so what, what's happening here i think when you, you talk about largemouth bass and i mean we could do 
300 episodes on, on, on techniques for, for largemouth bass. Yeah. Uh, but the key is there. Know where they are and know what they're honed in on. Um, they will eat just about anything if you want them to. Okay. Well, actually, if they want to. Okay, but uh, you, yeah. you can't. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, um, remember we went to Big Bear. You guys were fishing for trout, and I went with a guide. We got into that. We got a nice six-pounder over there, six-plus pound. Mm -hmm. And it was pitching uh, just a, I forgot what, a creature bait. It was a creature bait, but you had to be able to pitch it underneath. The, it was a little tiny, like a like a pier or dock. Right, right. Okay, over there by uh, what's a boulder? What's the boulder it Creek, Boulder Rock. Yeah. Okay, and it was it was it was awesome. Okay, and um, just 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 really good stuff. Um, well, you hit on, on you touched on something pretty good. Is that you know we went out with a guide. If you go out with a guide the first time, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to see where their structure is, see what they're biting on. See well, they've already what done the use. homework. Done all the homework. When we went to when we went to Florida a few months ago, we got to we got to go out in a guide. I took Mom and Melina out. We mm -hmm. went some bass fishing, and the action on the bass fishing is incredible, man. There's just nothing like it. If you're going to get on some fish, it's one after the other. It's a lot more activity than maybe you know cat fishing, very slow, or you know trout fishing. It's a lot different bite, and, yeah, and, and uh, I can see why I you want to get into it, Ron. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'll say is this, compared to saltwater fish, you're right, Steve, and everybody cover your ears when we talk about this, uh, a largemouth bass fishing, it's all about getting bit, okay? Uh, with all my friends, they don't say, well, you know, I got 10 bass, 20 bass. They'll say I got 40 bites, okay? They count the, they count the, the actual strikes, okay, and the bites versus how many fish they, they catch. Um, you're right, a largemouth bass, it's not a tremendously exciting um, fight. It's just getting them to to bite. I mean, it's just a, it's a whole new you know thought process you got to put in there. Say, okay, this is you got to hone in and then get them to do. You know, we we got a chance to go to the Umpqua River. Okay, we went to up in Oregon, and uh, with smallmouth. Right. Okay, now smallmouth, pound for pound. Are Best fighting fish, yeah. Okay, yeah, these things were crazy. Um, they told us in the afternoon, just wait until there's a little bit of a breeze and puts a little ripple in the water, and you can throw uh, your crankbaits. Well, I threw a crankbait. It landed on the water. Before I could even crank, they were already hitting it. Okay, <laughs> and I was bringing it across really fast, and, and Danny's there with his camera. And go, oh, man, look at this, look at this, because they were just slapping it all the way around. So um, it's a great fishery. It's a lot of fun. And, Oliver, recommendations. If I had to have three rods for largemouth bass in, in, in the local waters, what would you recommend? Well, just like Steve said, you, know, you want to have something that you can fish eight pound on. Uh, so you can fish a plastic with drop shot. Um, I'm a big fan of using the, the crankbait and, and the spinner bait. So, um, you know, as you progress into understanding the the fishery, uh, it, it really is a cult, you know. And just like you see these profe you know pros taking uh, six to ten rods in the boat, um, and you you want to narrow down to a couple of rods, uh, something that you can use for drop chatting and something that you can use to cast uh, crankbait or spinner bait. Correct. You know, I, I like the word you said, it becomes like a cult, okay? And once you get in there, it's kind of hard to, to get out. But um, it's, a great, it's a great fishery, a lot of fun. All right, uh, having said that, all right, let's get back to what 
we were talking before we went to that one break. You have a seminar this Thursday, Tony, at the Hind Harbor Rod and Rio Club. Is it open to the public? Hey. I believe they're I was thinking about that. They Paul when I talked to Paul they're always looking for, you know, people that are in the city and that want to join the club and want to be a part of, you know, the uh, fishing environment out there. So they're always welcoming new guests and if you can make it as a new guest, please come out. It's going to be at the Huntington Harbor Real Harbor Reel and Rod Club. Hyden Harbor Rod and Reel. Club. And it's great because they serve up some nice dinner with spaghetti and they really take care of you. So yeah. it's going to be a good event. Okay, when we come back, I'll give you the address. Okay, that way everybody can, I'll give you all the, all the tips when we come back. All right, on coming this Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. at the Rod and Reel Club. It's at the Hyden Harbor Yacht Club on 3821 Warner Avenue. It's just Warner and PCH. All right, right next to the fire station. Folks, this is Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLAA. Angler Chronicles will be right back. All the air is dust in the wind. Same old song. Just a drop of water in an endless sea. Hi, this is Jacob Silverberg, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, this is Adam Henrique, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. One week since you looked at me, cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me, saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. Welcome back, everybody. Ducks Radio AM 830 KLA. This is Angler was and I want to make sure that we give all the information correctly. It's uh, this Thursday, Lobster Hoop Net Tactics and Tips by Tony Williams, uh, Angler Chronicles on Bite on Fishing. It'll be at the Huntington Harbor Yacht Club. It's located at 3821 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach, pretty much the corner of Pacific Coast Highway and Warner. You'll see a um, 
a fire station is right next to the fire station okay so it's this thursday november 19th at 6 30 p.m they have a dinner uh they have a 50 50 uh, they have gear raffle it's just a lot of fun but here's the key you must rsvp because of the limited space so i'm going to give you this phone number i'm going to do it twice so get ready the phone number you want to call is 714-402-1456 one more time 714-402-1456 and you want to rsvp to paul hayes and uh, if you've got facebook you can go to friends of anger chronicles scroll down you'll actually find the post okay so it's there so this thursday you're going to be talking about hoop netting okay to give us give us a little teaser of what what kind of things you're going to be talking about tony well i'm going to bring up i'm i'm trying to bring uh the complete setup so we'll have a complete setup of exactly what you need including the lights the different variation of um of lights you can usually use the chemical lights or the electric ones and then there's a couple variations of um you know how you're going to tie the buoys so i'm going to bring that you know lobster lobster fishing is really easy you just there's a lot of technical behind and getting ready uh for the trip which in fact uh, I'm looking forward to because even on right after Thursday and our event comes up on Saturday, we've got uh, King of the Harbor um, three, which is our uh, lobster tournament. It's the third one of the year. Big shout out to Ryan Calderon for putting that together. And uh, we've got 40 teams that are gonna be out there competing. So a lot of the techniques that we're talking about on Thursday, we're gonna carry over. We're talking about the bite on uh, fish attractant for lobster. We've got both the scent pads and the lobster uh, marinade. So this is, uh, it's one of the hottest products on the market. Turner's just put in another big order. They've been, they've been uh, a lot of customers are going in for it. And of course, um, getting everybody geared up for, you know, what, what type of line to use, what type of rope to use, what type of buoys. And so we're going to go over five or six really great techniques, I think, that are going to be super helpful in getting people some lobster this year. All right. So uh, you have a tournament coming up right after your, tur- your, um, your, your, your talk. I would highly recommend, if you're going to be in that tournament, to come and, and listen in, okay, because you do give a lot of little secrets there, and um, it'll be a lot of fun. Okay, so and hopefully you get the right one to crawl into your net to win so is it the largest one largest three how do you how do you determine how is it decided um i i know that in last in the previous years they did the largest one that was the ultimate king of the harbor and so i think this year they'll follow the same suit um you know with the largest uh the largest lobster coming in last year uh big hats off uh hats off to tanner worthington him and his father pulled in I think it was like a nine and a half or 10 pounder. It was giant, it was giant. And so this year, you know, there's gonna be some stiff competition, some good teams. I'm fishing with Kevin from Breakwall Fishing um, and uh, he's out of Huntington Harbor. So it's gonna be good, it's gonna be good. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, let, let's put some some sugar, uh, some sugar, some salt. <laughs> on it. That's an old uh, Def Leppard song. I love there, that Ron. song. Okay, now Ron, we had a lot of, lot of fishing this week. Um, why don't we start with the last trip we had which uh, we went on the ocean odyssey uh actually rick's on his last trip of the season right now so hopefully he'll call in and let us know what's going on we got on with uh, mike blue steve hayes uh john santangelo gary tams met a whole bunch of new people a full boat and it was fun but the weather <laughs> talk to me about the weather well, if you planned on sleeping, you probably weren't going to get much of it. <laughs> <laughs> the first night, yeah. The first night. It was, yes, and the, then, yeah, 
Dan, Tony, I'm glad you weren't Some there. Some good stuff. Oh, it was good. It was uh, good. It was, uh, I would have been chumming. Yeah, and it would oh, have yeah. been little ones. It would have been big <laughs> ones. It, it was pretty rough, but you know, that's what fishing is. But but know. it laid down during the day. Yeah, you know? so, we, so it's it the first did. night. It was really nice during the day. You know, you know when we left the harbor, it was flat calm in the harbor. It was really nice, Tony. And then when we turned the corner, headed Ooh. on down, then you know we, we we probably saw some five to eight foot uh, rolls rollers. Wakes. Yeah, and not mm. a lot of wind. There was a, some wind, but it did. The wind died down. And, you know, it, it makes it difficult to spot uh, mm-hmm. a lot of kelp. Uh, we, 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 we did get into a lot of patties. We did see a lot of patties. Yeah, you know, it was like one after the other, and we only, what, it, it uh, that was the most patties I've seen all year. In a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, some were holding, some were not. Some were biting, some, some were not. not. There were actually fish on most of them, but they would not bite. They would not bite. We saw, we found some skipjack, we found some yellowtail, we found some yellowfin tuna. Uh, Mike Blue, I think, pulled in the biggest one that we had on the troll. Right. Okay, that was a nice fish. Um, photos available on uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles and on the Angler Chronicles page. Yeah, I got um, I got that skipjack on the uh, uh, the uh, Colt sniper. That was fun. Sniper. That was that was cool. And I was using the uh, well, I can't really say, but um, it was one of the fishing syndicate rods that was uh, made for me and you. And uh, which one? The XL. You didn't bring it. The XL, but that, that's part of your repertoire, Oliver, isn't it? The XL. No. No. Yeah, the the composite XL is not really right. uh, available to the public, but you know, a lot of people that ask for it, we get we show it to them, and okay, there's so quite a few offer. It's a special order. It is. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I I was. I mean, I started with the 800L, the the uh, composite. I put my little 300 accurate on it. It's just the most, it's the lightest thing you'll ever hold in your hand. Okay, use 20 pound test and the, you know, it's just fly line of bait. Uh, here's a little secret, because people say, how come I was getting bit and some other people weren't? Um, the, the key is getting a bait to go a little bit underwater. There was a lot of birds. Uh, I mean, a lot of birds. It was difficult to get a bait out there without having a bird pick it up, okay? So, um, you can do a couple of things. You can butt hook, and you can make that bait try to go down. I don't like that technique. I like the nose hook. Um, I don't like the idea of a bleeding bait. Um, the nose hooking won't make them bleed. So what I do is I put half or half the spool or, or the entire spool of fluorocarbon. It's not cheap, okay? But I do that, and we've talked about this. Spectra floats, okay? Fluorocarbon does not sinks, so I do that. And believe me, if you put Sergio, just just to make a note, fluorocarbon sinks even more than monofilament. Right, they right. both they both sink, but fluorocarbon definitely sinks faster than even mono. Yeah, and you know what? I could see that if I could make a cast just away from the birds, by the time that the bait hit the water and the bird came down swooping, it was too late for the bird. The the the, the bait had already pushed down. Okay, because when you're making a cast, you you got, what, 20, 30 feet of, of fluorocarbon hitting that water and, and pushing that bait down. That's a little secret. Um, it'll get the, the bait further underneath the, the surface and helps out, and you don't have to butt hook. When you butt hook a bait, a lot of, you also have to be very careful when you cast because you can actually just rip the, the, the hook right out of the bait. 
you nose hook them, you can just make them fly. Okay, there's that cavity there right there in their nose. And um, it's like cartilage, so you have something to hold on to. You can just send it out. But anyway, I was using the, the FSG, uh, excuse me, the FSC 800L with the Accurate 300, mm-hmm. okay? And it's the perfect match with 20-pound test. And I'll tell you, also, you needed a small hook. That's the other thing. Yep. If you guys are going out, there's still some boats going out for tuna right now. Uh, it looks like you, a light line. Small hooks seems to be the answer, okay? Uh, owner hooks tend to run a little bit bigger than some of the other brands. Keep that in mind. So you might want to bring some number twos, but I would also bring some number fours, yep. okay? The other thing for fly lining specifically, I like ringed hooks. Takes all the pressure off. The, I mean, the bait can actually dangle better. Um, at least for me, it seems that it makes a difference. And sometimes it's all confidence, right, Carson? Uh, exactly. And uh, my favorite owner hook for all that light line, anything under 30-pound test, is the owner Gorilla Light. Uh, I know you like the fly liners, mm-hmm. uh, but that, that Gorilla Light, I just love the bend of it. And for some odd reason, you're right about, about the owner sizing being about one size big. Those run about one size small. So if you, if you get the owner gorilla light in a two the reality of it is the label says two in in actual size it's about a four and uh that is my favorite hook when you've got tuna under 40 pounds when the 50 pounders are are in the water i'm not using 20 pound test i'm sorry maybe you are with the bass rod but i'm not but when you've got you know 20 25 30 pound tuna around the boat i love to use 20 pound test and that owner Number two, Gorilla Light. That is just the hook for me. And, um, yeah. And, and I, let, let me also add, we could, we could spend a whole show on bait. And that's the real thing that you're doing. Maybe you're doing it instinctively, but you're still doing it. And you're picking a good bait, A, and B, you're getting it in the water quickly. Uh, you know that, that you know what we'll do. Look, I've got, I've got about I got less than a minute to go. When we come back, we'll have uh, the sheriff on the on the line, and then right after that, let's get into that because there is still a window of fishing to ha- to be had here in the winter. The fish are still there. I'm surprised they're still there, but let's give out a couple of tips. You're right. The bait was key for me. All right, and, and I'll explain uh, what Steve, we can expand on that. All right, listen, we're going to take a short break here. This is Ducks Radio, AM 830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. God, the first hour's down. We come back, we'll talk to the sheriff himself, Mr. Danny Jackson. He's got some unbelievable news about a new episode that's premiering tomorrow. Okay, so again, Ducks Radio, AM 830 KLAA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Feel for the winter but don't have a cold heart And I love you best You're not like the rest You're there when I need you You're there when I need Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Well, 
Welcome back, everybody. You're on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLA. And this song, man, this song is a sharp-dressed man. You know, there's only one guy I know that can dress really sharp, and I really love this band when we go rock fishing because he's got one of those electric reels, and he made my life really easy. I gotta love this guy, the jig slinger himself, the guy that will yo-yo electronically from now on with some unbelievable news. Mr. Danny Jackson, the sheriff. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Sergio. Boy, quite an introduction. Well, that, hey, I bet because I want you to lend me that reel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a given. We'll do that. First of all, good morning to Steve Carson, Ron, Andrew, Oliver, Tony, and Tony's guest. What is her name now? Melina. Hey, uh, but before you get going, Danny, let me cue somebody else up. Leilani, why don't we cue up Mr. Jonathan Oliver Skinner, a community, Director of Community Services at Lake Elsinore, who's currently in Texas. Good morning, uh, Jonathan. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Danny, the Ben Swinger. How's yeah. everybody doing today? All right, so it, it's important. Yeah, it's important to have Jonathan on for the announcement. I don't want to postpone this anymore. Just go for it, Jackson. Well, okay, Ted. I got a couple other really quick things, and we'll get to this very important episode tomorrow. I promised Richie at um, Long Beach State Company that Nacho's Barge does have live squid for the weekend. Anybody fishing out of the L.A. Orange County area. I need them to have I need them to have live squid on Tuesday. Well, you know they probably will. Yeah. They probably will. Uh, and Serge, uh, Steve Carson <clears throat> is right. Largemouth bass will eat anything. In fact, you and Ron and I, uh, sitting by a local pond here a short time ago, <laughs> we, mm-hmm. saw, we saw them come clear out of the water and eat dragonflies. Correct. So yeah, yeah they'll, eat, they'll eat anything. A uh, fun day. Anyway. Uh, Jonathan, uh, we have an episode tomorrow that's that's dear to my heart. We've been working on it for some time, and and uh, it, it's really it's just well done. Let's put it this way: it's the eighth annual Dream Extreme Derby from the city of Dream Extreme, Lake Elsinore. And Sergio, I'll let you. You always call it a fun derby, and I'll let you talk about the episode. You've seen it, and. Uh, and, I'll, and then I'll give the times when it's going to air, Sergio. All right. So uh, every year we we are very honored to uh, cover the Dream Extreme Fishing Derby. I remember when this uh, derby actually got started, and it's really evolved into a really really fun event. We call it a derby instead of a tournament because a tournament has the feel of you know competition and 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 sometimes takes away from the fun. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to create a fun event that had some competition involved. It was more than anything, a gathering of fellow fishermen around one of our favorite places, Lake Elsinore, for a day just of fun. I mean, you you will see in this episode, fathers and sons, uh, all women teams, um, husband and wives, um, hardcore bass fishermen, um, everything, everything you can imagine as far as a team uh, was there. Some people take this very seriously, others just get on the water to have some fun. And that's what we wanted to <clears throat> highlight, what, what was the fun. The Dream Extreme Fishing Derby is a lot of fun. Now this year, everything was done in one day. Normally it's a two-day event. This year, definitely, it, 
because of COVID, it, it became a one-day event. We had everything at the Bobber. We actually started the morning, Ron and, and Tony, uh, with the radio show at the Bobber. We had Mayor Bob McGee come by and say a few words. You'll see that as well. And then um, off they went. And then Ron uh, with Tony and Andrew Mack, uh, you guys handled all of the, uh, the weigh-in. And it was, it was pretty impressive to see some of the fish that came up. And you had some kids, I mean, that would come up with uh, the, the smallest catfish I have ever seen, okay? And they were so proud of it. And, and, and that's the key, okay? They were, they were proud to, to, to catch a fish, and, and, and they were happy. And, and that's what we always look forward to, creating that. So the 8th Annual Dream Extreme Derby was there. I mean, a lot of money was given out. A lot of prizes were raffled off. It, it was just a lot of fun, okay? And uh, you know what, 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 what did it, Danny, was bite on. Everybody was talking about the bite on. In fact, you gave oh, some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gave some to Rhonda. Rhonda was like, oh, I love this stuff. She goes, just just put in the hook and let the, let the bait do the rest, okay? <laughs> so that, 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 that's really good. So, um, Jonathan, anything you want to add about the Dream Extreme Derby? Because, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, such a fun event. Yeah, you know, um, it goes to what you were saying, um, Sergio, about, you know, anglers coming out and having a good time. Um, just before I, I, I launched off, I had um, a problem with my float tube, right? And so I'm calling around. I talked to Rick KB and, and everything. And a little call over to, to Tony Williams. Tony Williams let me use his float tube to participate in the uh, – in the, in the Green Extreme Fishing Derby. And that right there just shows you anglers caring for anglers and having a good time and wanting to make sure that, that I was able to participate. You know, seeing all the people that, that came out, John did a great job of, of capturing people that have been waiting to get out on the lake. And they were out on the lake. And, you know, William and the bobber and the, and the food and the, the trophy. I won't, I won't go too much into that. Hopefully, you guys, you got some really good stuff on that. Mm, oh, yeah, we do. Uh, we uh, do. We hooked up with somebody. Um, it was just really uh, incredible. And it was great to see, you know, Sergio and Ron and, and the crew that I hadn't seen for almost, like, two years because mm -hmm. of COVID. So it was, it's really, um, really bring, brings uh, joy to my heart that, that you guys got it in there. And, and Dan Jackson, I can't wait to see it. And, uh, and, and show my grandson up here what... Uh, fishing is all about well you're getting a chance tomorrow it, it does premiere and um you know what uh danny i'm really proud of this one um there's some yeah. unbelievable uh aerial shots okay um john did fantastic on the drone and uh, i think it really really chronicles the day i like using that word <laughs> chronicles the day um you'll you'll see some of the places where these guys were fishing um, you may not recognize it because we want to keep some a little bit of secrecy, but give me a little hint. Um, most of the fish were, in fact, caught, believe it or not, right there by the launch ramp. But it was just a lot of fun, great food. Oh, I think uh, Corner of the Teresa, they, they stepped up, brought us a lot of um, chicken that we could cook there. So just, just amazing, okay? Simply amazing. Um, Danny, what are the times uh, for, for this week? Well, okay, yeah, and you're right, Sergio. It's a great episode. I'm glad you mentioned the aerial uh, videography by John. It, it's 
you'll see Lake El- Lake Elsinore like you've never seen it before. Anyway, uh, tomorrow morning, uh, 8.30, it'll premiere tomorrow morning at 8.30, again tomorrow at 11 a.m., and then Monday, Tuesday, and then again next Sunday at 8 a.m. So it, it will air on Valley's Sports West five times during the week, starting tomorrow at 8.30, Sergio. Yeah, so uh, everybody's been asking about this one. So now pay attention. It's coming out tomorrow and we're really I, I i really enjoy this enjoy this. in fact i was telling tony i may have to charge him what do you think Dan? Hey, hey, sir. <laughs> yes sir oh yeah sure yeah Please hold on one second well you know it it just proves sergio that what hold on, hold on. Uh, danny hold on I'm, a second. I'm sorry go ahead jonathan how you doing kid <laughs> <laughs> you remember DJ from uh Yeah from uh yeah, he he just wanted to say good morning to you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, Danny, we, we always talk about how much I, I love children. I, I mean I will just tell you, thank you, Jonathan. It warms my heart. And uh you're there in Texas. Where where in Texas are you? I'm in Colleen, Texas. My my, my boy is uh, uh serving uh country mm-hmm. uh, in the army and uh he months ago he said, Hey Dad, you know, you wanna uh, come see a, a, a Cowboys game. I'm like, sure. Says, uh, obviously, if I can get off, he says, well, you better because I already bought the tickets. So, um, you know, it took us a little while to get out of out of California. There was a problem in, in Dallas uh, weather a couple of days ago, so we had to go out the next day. But been here for the last couple of days and uh, really, really excited. So, well, let me let me ask both you and Oliver. Okay, um, Ron, there's been a lot of crying on that side of the. Of the NFL, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I would too. After I saw the way that, well, you know, I can't say anything because we got beat as well. But yeah, but you got you know what? You got a winning record. I, the, I, the Dallas looked pretty. Um, I'm sorry, Jonathan. I'm not going to say anything bad because, um, but your heart was broken, wasn't it? We're we're six and two, and what are the Raiders? I'm sorry. Oh no, no, that's Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> we're five and three. We're just right behind you. Okay, so not, not, you know, but we don't have such an easy division. I mean, honestly, the the Edison Chargers, my high school team, could have really beat the. the you know, last Chargers week <laughs> all the division leaders lost, and it, they Pee-wee were convincing. Football. It was like peewee yeah. football. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. All the division leaders yeah, lost except yeah. for one. Troy Aikman and then all the boys. They were going, what What's going on? Yeah. Here? And, you know, so. I'm sorry, Oliver and Jonathan. You you know I love you both, but <laughs> what would get you to see or, or, or support? Well, anyway, it, it's all good. Everybody needs to love it. You know what? You need the Cowboys in the NFL. We need somebody to play against. Anyway, everybody, stay put. Danny, if you want to take off, take off. If not, stick around. Okay? Yeah. Folks, I'm going to do that. You guys have a great weekend, Sergio. All right, thanks. This is Ducks Radio, AM830, KLA, Angler Chronicle. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Cam Fowler, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830.
Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, this is Cam Fowler, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. No, it's not a party. We're going to be at the Bobber at 6 p.m. <laughs> At the Barber Launch Point. You see that, Tony? You see that? <laughs> you can you rap, no, Sergio. Who do you hey, think? Hey, I man. wrote this song for Snoop Dogg. You're in the I wrong wanna say, I want to say one thing about uh, Lake Elsinore city officials. Um, <laughs> you know, even though I was a Cowboy fan. We still love them. We, absolutely. They, if you guys ever want to see how a city should be run, there is no city official that is not approachable. There is no city official that uh, just thinks that I'm it. And they all roll up their sleeves and get down and follow through with just about everything that the they residents, say they're going to the do. The residents of the, of the exactly. city. Exactly. Really and, cool. and Jonathan, I want to thank you again for another great year. Um, it's been fun. Uh, I, 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 pr- I will promise I will get out there and next year. It's been a tough uh, six months for me. But, um, you know, and also before I go... Uh, I cannot wait for next year's bobber. Um, next year's bobber. Um, yeah, the the, the I derby. Hope, I hope. Yeah, the derby. I'm sorry. Um, I'm old. I forget things. But um, <laughs> but anyways, thank you for everything you guys do. And uh, man, keep rocking. Yeah, and you know you don't, you don't you don't have to run. You don't have to run to Texas every single time you guys lose. I mean, I, I I'll, I'll I'll give it to you over the radio. I'll give you over the phone. You know, Oliver Oliver actually. I mean, we lost his connection. That's how sad it was. Okay, that's how sad it was about. Ouch. Exactly, and you know what? There's one person, one person that will be happy to give it back to Oliver and that's Steve from Long Beach Sport Fishing uh, Steve he rallies you all the time but he's a Dallas fan what can you expect Steve yeah I can't expect much more from that Oliver guy <laughs> <laughs> alright folks let me let me do this correct this is Steve Fells from Long Beach Sport Fishing Home of the victory, home of the El Dorado, the Araon, and the... Dreamer. Dreamer. Uh All right, so listen, start talking because I'm going to jump in. I was actually on the day and a half that started the week. So, Steve, give us a report. 
All right, let's start with the El Dorado guys. Uh, first of all, good morning. Um, fishing's been great. Weather's been great. We are on San Nick's schedule, weather permitting. Um, it's just been absolutely phenomenal fishing on the big vermilion rockfish, chuckleheads, wing cod, sheephead, whitefish. Um, majority of the guys are walking off the boat with sack limits, you know, fairly easy sack limits. These bags of fillets are ridiculous. They're walking off the boat with, but it's a it's been excellent, excellent fishing, guys. Uh, we only got out a few days this week, unfortunately, but the weather's been great. Um, I believe the weather's going to be great next week as well. Um, but your next chance to get on the El Dorado, it looks like Sunday night. Um, the, the boat departs at 8.30 p.m., gets back the next evening around 6. And don't forget, guys, uh, the next couple Wednesdays, we are 149, prepaid special. Wednesday night departure, 149 to fish the El Dorado going to San Nicolas Island. Let, let me tell you, um, I was lucky enough to go out. We went out, what, last Sunday night? We fished Monday, came back Tuesday morning. But let me say this. We came back Monday night at 11 p.m. Yeah. In fact, I warned everybody on the boat, and I said, listen, <laughs> this is a day and a half. However, there's a very good chance that we will back, be back tonight. If you have a problem that we're cutting that your sleep on the boat where you can sleep at your house get off the boat now okay and everybody was laughing i go we always get a complainer you know whoa yeah. whoa, whoa we back to now go wait a minute. you can go sleep in your own home for First heaven's sake your own bed who, who wants to stay up all night once you catch your limit at 11 12 o'clock no we, we had we had limits by two o'clock okay, two thirty so, and um li at limits and this think about that limit style fishing we started we got I don't know, you know, I don't know how many, two, at least over 200 whitefish, wow. quality size whitefish. That's really fun because it's in more shallow type water, smaller hooks, just a little strip, you were good to go. Um, we got into sheephead. We had 51 wow. sheephead, quality size sheephead. This last trip, right? Just this recent trip? Yeah, this yeah. is the one. It was, that wow. was last Monday. And then, um, and let's see what else. We, we, got, we got some lingcod. But then he took us to this spot, Jurassic Park. It's right off the island. And um, shy of 300 feet, he dropped, uh, I think I was using 10, 10 ounces of weight, so you could get down there with 10 ounces. And every single time, I, mean, I, I use a reverse dropper loop, single hook, and, and it would just hit the bottom. I get one crank up, and I was on. And then he started cranking up. Then I drop it again, same thing. Well, after you do four or five of those, oh, my. 300 feet, yeah. 300 feet. Thank God of two things. And then I'll give you a little secret here. Number one, two-speed reel. <laughs> one point I put in low speed, I said, I can't believe it would take twice as long. And the other was using a composite rod. You know, uh, Oliver, we always talk about this. The composite rod gave me that cushion on the tip. I, had I done straight graphic, I would have paid the price. So my rod of choice for that was the 800M, uh, and I also used the 800H. So I used the um, uh, the 600, and I also used the um, uh, 500. Okay, so that that and was. If you really... don't, and if you don't want that big length, you could also use the 7.6 heavy, which has a very soft tip, but it offers both you know the best of both worlds. You, you have that graphite <clears throat> providing you the backbone. So you never get that pressure on yourself or your or your muscles. Right, and I tried something a little bit different this this time around, and I had um, the graphite, okay, 
M, 800M, okay? But the full graphite, all right? And I put the FTH15LD2, the two-speed 15, the Fathom 15, uh, two-speed. I put that on there. Uh, I put 40-pound, uh, of course, blue line, because I like blue line, 40-pound spectra. And I was using just straight mono, 30-pound, uh, to create a double hook. So I, on that one, I put two hooks. And it was every single time. And what I liked about it, it's a small reel, okay, but you just let it go. I mean, just put it to work. It works great. And then you have that that's two-speed, okay, that makes your life a lot easier. It does take a little bit longer, but it's all good. Really, really, really stuck. Really good stuff. Okay, so I want to mention that reel because um, it, it is a game changer. It's the Fathom 15 LD2, two-speed. Okay, excellent, excellent reel. And I like because it's small. You know, Oliver, you and I, I like the small stuff. Okay, so I need to make sure that those smaller reels have the power. And this one, this this pen has it, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with it. Okay. So anyway, uh, Steve, it was just a magical time. I posted a fish. There had to be easily 9 pounds, 10 pounds on a red. Okay, I haven't seen that kind of fishing like that for these bottom dwellers other than Alaska, okay? I mean, we got into a, a segment there. And I also want to mention this. Uh, I know we don't like to talk about it too much, but how healthy is the population? There were several we had to move because we, we caught a, a, a few um, a cow cons. We caught a few golden eye. So we actually moved. We, we want to make sure we got away from, from catching those fish. So it's a very, very healthy fishery. So uh, just saying. Just saying, just um, just heed uh, heed the warnings. Have a, a rod that's cushiony. Have a two-speed reel. It pays off. And I would say the larger the diameter of the spool, the easier it'll be to bring in the fish. Okay, lower gear always better for rockfish. All right, Steve. What else is going on? Well, we got the victory. Um, they've been pounding the local waters. Both Captain George and Captain Phil have been doing excellent, you know, um, anywhere from out front to fishing up in the bay. Lots of nice reds, uh, grouper, sheephead, whitefish. It's been really good for the victory. And um, they depart every every single morning at 6 o'clock, guys. And like I mentioned before, they run, you know, they'll run light. You know, we don't like to... We don't like to send people home or cancel the boat. You know, we get six or seven guys... Um, captain george or captain phil will take you fishing and uh we did extend this uh we're doing that weekday special we extended it for one more week um it's only sixty dollars if you prepay through the website to fish the victory monday through friday and like i said we may extend it for another week but for now um it's going to end um at the end of this week on friday so if you'd like to jump on the victory um look through the website to get that special longbeachsportfishing.com uh, click book online and come fishing, but it's been good fishing locally and overnight guys and um, also like to mention guys um, You guys have a trip on the Eldo departing on the 29th fish in the 30th. Correct. So I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to give the information on that one. Yeah, in fact uh, You know what, what what we did is we have now partnered up with fishers of men. So Ron you want to mention uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah um, Departs on the uh, 29th and gets back to 30th and it's an overnight only uh we, like uh, sergio just said we did partner with fishers of men i do have people that are booked here guys so just 
we'll stay with what we have and uh, fishermen will also be booking so uh in a case anybody's never been on that trip it always ends up being one of the best trips of the year and it's the last time pretty much for the year that you're going to be stocking up on um rockfish so yeah, get on so out there. If you remember, the closure is on the 31st, so 31st. it's the last time. The, you know, the freezer filler is what we would like to call it. I mean, it's great to have tuna and all the red meat, but it's mm-hmm. also really nice to have the white meat, okay, that produce, that's produced yep. by the, uh, the lingcod, the vermilion, I mean, all the other, the white fish. I mean, if you fillet them right, and the guys will fillet unbelievably on the boat. Um, well, the whitefish are some of my favorite fillets. Yeah, yeah, and get all the bones out. All right, Steve, what's the best way to <clears throat> get on a boat? Uh, LobbySportFishing.com. Go ahead and click the book online tab on the top. Um, there's little green buttons next to the trip you'd like to pick. If you don't have an account, you just click it, and you can set, set yourself up an account. If you have any questions or issues with the website, give us a call at 562-432-8993. All right, Steve. Uh, we'll be talking to you real soon. I'm going to try to get on a uh, trip before the the end of the season anyway. So, all right. Thank you so much, Steve. Long Beach Sport Fishing, Birth 55, home of the victory and the El Dorado. Folks, I can hear the music in the background. We need to go to a break. So let's go with Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo atabato. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLAA. Coming to ya on a dusty road. Here we go. Come on, Ron. No, no, no. Truck load. I got a truck load. 
Okay. I got a Ram truck loaded. <laughs> All right. This is uh, Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLA. You want to send a little shout out, Ron? Yeah. I want to say uh, what took you so long in the first place to start listening <laughs> to this show. And secondly, uh, my niece out there, Terry and Todd, uh, about doggone time, you know. And I will get up there and see you soon. And I want to thank you very, very much for handling uh, my uh, Billy's uh, funeral. And I love you to death, death, and I will uh, see you later. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And for all our listeners, we want to say thank you so much for waking up with us and uh, and having some fun. I mean, we want to talk about stuff. So now some of the stuff that I, I kind of teased that we want to get back to, Carson, Oliver, everybody jump in on this. Uh, one of the other secrets about going out and you don't know any party boat for any type of fishing is the bait selection. Okay. Um, I, I see guys grab a bait, it falls out, it flies out of their hands, mm. and it goes on the on the deck, and then they start chasing it on the deck. Not good. Okay. Um, we always say... But, but Joe, part, yeah. part of the problem, and we talked about it in the first segment, about fishing for freshwater species like bass with live minnows, and, you know, if you're fishing in freshwater for an ambush predator like a bass, your bait barely has to be alive. It just has to be barely kicking, and that, that may actually even be better. In salt water, it's completely different because salt water, especially pelagic species, that is open ocean species, like tuna, yellowtail, dorado, etc., they rely on their speed. They are not ambush predators. They want to chase something down and kill it and eat it. And if they, if they don't have to chase it down, kind of like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, I think they can't even see it. And so what happens is, is, is people are, are looking at those baits in the, in the hand well, and they're swimming around and around. There's about 50 of them in there. And they all kind of look the same to a human. But if you stop and just kind of wait, go, whoa, wait a minute. Let me, let me look at these baits. And you'll see some of them might have a red nose from bumping into the side of the bait tank. Some of them might be missing some scale. Some of them might have a little bit of a thin rot from, you know, being in the tank too long. That's, to you, like uh, uh, like uh, a rotten hamburger might be. Maybe if you were starving, you would still eat it. Well, but, but, that, okay, that's, but that's, they well, won't. Yeah, but so, so here we go. You have a fish that has to rely, a pelagic fish needs to rely on stamina, has to rely on speed. It, right. it needs to be healthy. Why would you eat? A fish that doesn't look 100% healthy. So if you're missing some scales, if if you got a red nose, if you just yeah, dang, I mean, yeah, they're easier to catch. And I'm not saying in a frenzy because I have seen plenty of video. I think we right, all have right. of tuna. They do eat chunks. I mean, a lot of a lot of different things. But if you're going to throw a bait, it better be clean. And what do we say about a bait? It's like an M&M. It melts in it has your to melt, mouth. No, it has to hands. melt in the fish's mouth, not in your hand. So when you grab a bait, put in your hook, and you open your hand, if you got too many scales I, that in your hand, the bait's no good. I saw the funniest thing on this last trip. I, the, the guy couldn't catch the bait in the tank. So that they, and you know how they're chumming with the bait. Mm -hmm. and he, one hits the deck, and he picks it up after he stepped on it, by the way, <laughs> and put it on his line. What are you doing? He goes, well, I can't catch him, so I just... <laughs> Yeah. And, and he stepped on it. He goes, that way I can pick it up. And I said, no, 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 no. Come here. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's really important, guys. That, that bait is, if you can't catch it, that's the one you want. Yeah, so so that, that's the one. One of the things that I do when they're really, really 
fast like that in the you got the hand well um, people tr- come from above and try to grab them that's, right. that's not going to work you want to do is create below. yeah create a scoop on, you yep. put your hand in the water create a scoop and it'll go by grab them and you're good to go when you grab them don't squeeze them okay if you squeeze them you hurt them okay but bait selection can be everything sometimes and other times it doesn't matter yeah. I, literally I have actually thrown stuff from the deck that's been crushed on a wide open bite when they go right. on a frenzy right. it, you just no matter what you throw I mean I, I hate to admit it but I've actually caught sand bass on a pickle right okay if you can imagine because you know <laughs> on, on hot dogs on because you know a piece of lettuce because we ran out hey, of bait Steve well, um, doesn't the Dorado don't they like wounded bait uh, not no no they want to chase the bait too. Really? Uh, what I was mm-hmm. gonna, uh, what I was going to say, and it didn't happen too much this year, but in in the, you know a lot of years, sometime in September and October when you have a nice fall bite go going on, and you've got like a mixed school of skipjack and usually yellowfin tuna around the boat, and there's a lot of fish around the boat, and you know you make a cast with any bait at all, and you're going to get a fish, but. As you pick the hot bait, you keep on catching a skipjack because the skipjack are faster and more maneuverable than the yellowfin. So one of the little secret tricks when you're in one of those kind of bites, and we've all been in them. Again, I, I haven't been in one this year, but most years you, it happens a couple times. You actually throw an absolutely dead bait out in the middle of that frenzy, and the skipjack will leave it alone for long enough for a yellowfin tuna to get it. So that's that's kind of an exception to the rule, but uh, most of the time, I'm telling you that even even Dorado, when that when that bait tries to swim away from them, they're like a cat; they can't uh, they can't hold themselves back. They've got to chase it down and eat it. All right. Well, you know, talking about the ocean odyssey, it looks like Captain Rick Scott is calling me from the bridge. Okay, he's mm. on his last trip of the yeah. season. Hey, Rick. Good morning, Ocean Odyssey in the house. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Oh, I can hear it. I am <laughs> fabulous. How's the weather this time? <laughs> the weather, let me see. My coffee's on the dash. Nice. There's a marble sitting next to it. Nice. And right there. I love really that's my morning. kind of fishing. You know, we're really, really good. We, we were just starting to talk about some of the things that we noticed on the trip and how important bait selection is. Um, you know, one of the things I noticed is you had some bait that was left over from a previous trip, and you were telling the guys that that's not chum bait, that that's hook bait. And so, um, you know, bait can be the secret to everything. And then Ron goes to the bow and throws a cold sniper and catches a fish. So, <laughs> so everything is possible. I mean, um, we had a blast. Let me tell you something. Absolutely. Because we, we kind of went incognito. We invited a lot of people. But um, the idea was Ron and I were really not there. We were just fishermen Guests. like everybody else. We were like everybody else. You know, um, and we had a blast. We really weren't there, but what do we do? We end up helping everybody. Yeah, yeah. hooking, handing, and somebody goes up to me and goes, "He goes, hey, Serge, you got any hooks?" And I said, "Nope." (laughs) Hey, uh, Serge, you got? (laughs) Nope. Uh, Can you tie a knot? Okay, keep soaking it here. We'll give us another minute or two here before we take off. We're catching fish already. Excellent. All right. What are you on? Yeah. 
What are you What are you hooking? My two feet. In the dark, we caught 130, about 120, 130 pound bluefin tuna. Good. Nice. Congratulations. And we just we just stopped on a kelp, caught a couple yellow tails. So. Guys, would you do me a huge favor? Would you... I, I can go. I can go. I can go home and catch my plane now. Yeah. Well, can you do me a huge favor? Go take a picture of that tuna yeah. and send it to me, for heaven's sakes. Okay. Just take a we picture of the tuna. And... We got a picture. Okay. Good. 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 You can text it to me. Hey, listen. So, um, you know, um, I know this is the last trip of the season, and you're wrapping it up, and you're leaving for Montana on Monday, right? Monday morning, yes. Okay, because uh, you know, yeah. I would like to start. I'd like to start off by thanking everybody that came out with us this year. We had a fabulous year. We caught a lot of fish. I hope everybody that came out with us was able to uh, enjoy themselves. And uh, things are starting to happen for next year already. She's putting the schedule together. It will be up January first, like it always is. We've already got quite a few charters booked up. So if you're thinking about maybe wanting to do a charter. Give her a call and uh, try to get your date before it gets taken up. Yeah, and we're looking forward to doing our three. We'll do two day and a half and one two and a half right. day trip. Usually, guys, if you know, you know the two and a half. We usually film, but we actually brought out John with us in the day and a half that happened in July, mm -hmm. and it was gangbusters. I mean, we got it was we green. had fish up. We had so <laughs> much fish that John looks at me and says, "Hey, Serge, we got a." Yeah, see, he's talking to the pat. He goes, yes. he goes. We have an, an episode, so you got. We're gonna have two episodes coming up for the Ocean Odyssey, with the two and a half day highlight. I think being that two hundred pounder, caught by a fifteen year old, our favorite nephew. Okay, little David. So uh, Shigematsu. So it, it's all good. Hey, listen, we thank you. We love the relationship with you. We've always said we're family, you know, and the whole crew. I know you've had. Uh, a tough time with crew and COVID and everything that went down, and you still made it fun. You st we still had a great time. And again, my thanks to Dave for making my favorite pizza, pizza. of all time. <laughs> you know he makes me a pizza? Here, Tony, he, peanut butter and chocolate pizza, if you can imagine Whoa. that. It is simply unbelievable. Reese's okay? peanut butter. Okay. No, I no, even case, had, uh, no cheese? Just... I even had a tuna fish chocolate chip cookie if you can oh that was good okay wow. yeah and it was good i, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> well no what happened was i bought some tuna fish before the boat that night when i had a little thing of tuna fish and then dave made a batch of fresh oh, yeah. chocolate chip cookies oh, and mike man. blue goes oh you can have eat my tuna he goes and i go well watch this i grab my cookie put the tuna on top and a bite and when i took a bite they tasted so good it was a mixture of salt and sweet it, it, it was wow. fantastic. I, hey, you know, and hey, I would survive in the wild. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, and by the way, uh, Rick, uh, Mike Blue says thank you very, very much for a great year as well. And um, a lot of our listeners. Yeah. If you haven't thank been you on Mike. that, if you haven't been on that boat, boys and girls, you're missing a lot. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to uh, a very special 2022 uh, with the Ocean Odyssey. So, looking forward to a lot of good times, my friend. Okay. Yeah, you know we uh, we cherish the relationship also here with, uh, we've had over the years and really appreciate the support. It's always a good time when you guys come on the boat. All right. Well, listen. Uh, typically, we find the a lot of fish. Unfortunately, the other day we did not. But 
still fine. That's why it's called fishing, not catching. I will I will tell you this, that Mike Blue, myself, and Ron, we, we, we caught fish. I mean, it wasn't a lot of fish, but we caught fish. I mean, I was even able to the hook and hand, so did you, Ron. Hook and hand. Uh, yeah. uh, here, here's the thing. There was this lady who was seasick as can be. I always bring a 12-pack, by the way, Tony, take note, a 12-pack of Canada Dry, the mm-hmm. ginger ale. Right. Okay. And, you know, I use zero calories, so I bring those sugar-free. I brought that, and she was sick. She was outside. You can mm. tell. She, I gave her a Canada Dry, uh, uh, one of those um, ginger ales. She felt a little better. And I told her, you know what? The best thing to get rid of seasickness is to catch a fish. And so I got there, and I told her. I think her name was Ashley, right? And I said, yes. I said, you know, I'll hook one, Ashley, and I'll call you. So she's right there tucked in the corner all, like, you know, messed up I hook up and I go Ashley get over here she ran over grabbed the the, the rod caught the fish with nice. a yellowtail <laughs> and you know what she, she didn't wasn't she wasn't seasick anymore yep the okay. adrenaline kicked in that, that that that's the magic of the double O okay so anyway Rick fantastic season listen I know you're on the boat go nail them uh, have a great time in Montana send us some pictures I'd love to see uh, some are you going turkey hunting or, or goose? Trout fishing. Turkey or uh, goose? Well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some trout fishing. I, um, I've got a uh, doe tag, so I may try to take a doe uh, with my bow. And then, uh, of course, I'll be trying to shoot a bunch of geese. Okay, got it. Because, you know, doe, a deer... Is a female deer. Hey, Rick, Race. I will send you. I will send you the fish bones uh, date for you, and then I will get you a Taco Tuesdays on the thirtieth. So if you can make it, love to have you. Yeah, yeah look at all these dates. Yeah, unfortunately, I won't be back until the sixth, the sixth okay. of December. So hopefully, uh, I'll send you the fish bones date. One of those two. Would be nice. All right. Well, listen. You take care of you. Okay. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. All right. Okay. All right. Thank, thanks again, everybody, for a great season. Um, I'll, I'll try to call you next week. I'm you got it. Or something, uh, give you a call. All right. Have a great week. All right. Thanks the, again. Folks, that was Captain okay. Rick Scott of the Ocean Odyssey that leaves out of H&M Landing, uh, one of I think our, our, our flagship in San Diego. How many boats are going to make you a peanut butter cup pizza? Come on, people. Get out there peanut on that boat. Yeah. What's wrong no, with it's, it's a peanut butter and, and chocolate. And chocolate. Right. We had a peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of weird, guys, but it, it was very, real tasty. Okay. So, let's get back. So, because we were on that boat, bait selection was absolutely everything. Guys, pay attention to the bait. The other thing is pay attention to the line. One of the setups that I really, really enjoyed, and I, and I, I mentioned it earlier, the FSG Graphite with the Fathom 15, okay, the two-speed, the LD. Uh, again, it's a smaller-looking reel, a lot of power. Steve, what's what's the um, what's the drag on that thing? It felt strong. Well, the, the max drag is 20 pounds, but bear in mind that if you're using a 30-pound top shot like you were, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely the most drag that you're ever going to use is probably, you know, maybe... 12 or 13 pounds, and most of the time you're going to be using 10 pounds, 8 to 10 pounds. That's the norm. You know, the norm is 25 to 33% of the breaking strength of the line. So if you've got 30, uh, 33% of that is 10 pounds of drag. So it's got literally twice as much drag as you need. Right. More importantly, and you keep mentioning it, is it's a two speed. Yep. And that means, you know, when you just kind of 
need to crank in and check your bait and you know do do the normal things or 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 get your line out of the water because <laughs> because the boat's moving. Um, it's got plenty of speed. However, when you pop, when you push that easy button, that little button there on the side into low gear, it's a 2.8 to 1. And but with that, and I don't want to get too far into the math here, but that's 14 inches per turn. That's a super low number, which means even if you have a good-sized tuna or yellowtail or whatever, uh, you turn the handle, you're going to get him coming towards you. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on tight, and then we'll, we'll talk a little, bit, a little bit more about that. This is Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLA, and we'll be right back. To pay the rent, to pay our share, the time Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLAA. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California just south of the 405 freeway michael's sports pub and grill don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits with their patented design the original hookup baits are built in the usa using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks after years of research and development the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite whether it's in salt water or fresh water jigging or trolling go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today remember don't blink on the sink and practice catch photograph and release The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. I'm Dean Keeler, center of UCI Anteaters men's basketball team. I'm Devin Tillis, a forward. Listen today on AMA 30 as we take on Boise State. Pre-game at 545, tip-off at 6 p.m. heard Rick Scott is catching uh, some fish. There's some bluefin, there's some yellowtail, there's some yellowfin. There's all kinds of fish out there to be caught. And as the season wraps up, I mean, you want to make sure that you have the absolute best shot at it by preparing correctly. So as we told you, I think right now a nice uh, parabolic type rod, but not completely parabolic. I love the composite, Oliver. Uh, Will help you out a lot on the surface fishing. That's your cushion. Uh, because now we fish primarily spectral line, has no stretch. You put a little bit of fluoro, they don't have much stretch, so the rod helps you out. The other thing is, like we talked with the Fathom 15, perfect size reel right now to go out there two-speed. Okay, two-speed. You don't always need two-speed, but damn, is it nice to have it when you need it. Um, I like to use two-speed when that tuna is making its final circle. Okay, you get them at the boat, doing what we call the death circle. 
Uh, it's a great, uh, great way of, of maneuvering that um, that fish. But just keep in mind that you you said it was 14 inches per crank on that particular boat. So on that particular reel. So you're gonna have to crank a little bit faster than normal. Okay. Well, yeah, and and I want I want Ron to report sometime in the next six months. Ron's gonna report because you're gonna be out there using that reel. You're gonna have it. You're gonna have a big fish hook. You're gonna pop it into low. You're gonna crank that big fish to the boat, and you're gonna forget to put it back. Oh, in the absolutely! Pot. And then, and then you're gonna be you're gonna be fishing in low. And you're gonna be like, "What's wrong with my reel? It's, <laughs> it's not reeling in right." And Ron's just gonna kind of reach over, just give a little flick, and go pop, and hey. pop you back into high gear. And you're gonna go, "Oh." Yeah, Steve knows that happens <laughs> all the time. So the other thing is. Um, Tony reminded me, you know, one of the little secrets I gave to Tony, it's worked for him, and I always do it. First thing I do that morning when we go fishing, I go to the bait uh, hand well, grab a sardine, I crunch it, I use it as, a, as if it were soap. Every mm-hmm. cranny yeah. in between my fingers. Yeah, I know. I and the first time I saw you do that, I was, I was like, what, what are well, you well, doing? Crazy but guy. You know what? It works. Well, the other, the other thing is, too, is, you know, I watch a lot of people put sunscreen on. Right, and they won't go wash their hands or anything, and then they reach into the. I always walk to the other side, so you know, it, it, bait selection's awesome. And like Mike Blue says, go use your non-dominant hand, scoop the fish out. Use your dominant hand to hold the hook and put him on there. Do not squeeze; it just works. And, and here, here's the thing: you, you got to make sure you have the hook in your hand, and when you hook when you hook the the bait wherever you're going to hook it, let go of it immediately and grab the line. Okay, if not, that thing will fall off. And then you're, you're manhandling the, the bait, the, the scales come off. They are very delicate, believe it or not. So anyway, so it was one of the things I do. I had to make sure that all the oils, everything is off. And you may go, well, you know, I washed my hands. Well, there's the soap issue. Oh, I just had breakfast. Well, you're going to have something. The biggest thing now is using this uh, sanitizer, you know. Yeah, that, that, so all that stuff would transfer yeah. over to the fish you're trying to catch. So. Not, not not a good thing, okay? I don't know whose noise is all that. that? Is that I think it's all must be Oliver. But anyway, um, very important bait selection. The other thing is equipment. Make sure you have the right equipment right now. You saw what what um, what Rick told us. He they caught a hundred and thirty pounder last night. So you know when I went out on the ocean, honestly, it was day and a half. I brought seven rods with me, seven from my. Uh, Let's see, I had the, the lowest would have been my bass rod, because that always goes with me wherever I go, to the um, 762X, uh, 2XH, okay? Um, and that one had the, the big 800 narrow on it, and then everything in between. So I, I was prepared to go from 15, 20 pound test all the way to 130, yep. ready to go. Everything, everything except my 300 and my, um, Bass reel or two-speed reels. You gotta have them, okay? It, you, you don't have to, but I mean, it really makes your life a lot easier if you do have them, okay? So get out there, get the best chance, best opportunity. Um, you know, maximize your chances of landing a big fish. Tony, we just saw something. We need to do a big shout out to my little niece. You know, my, my little baby Dallas. What's going on? She's not so baby no more. Not so baby anymore. She is growing. She's an up-and-coming woman angler, young youth angler. She just caught her largest catfish, which was uh, just the other day fishing with her dad, Steve Duncan Bugman. She caught a 13.15-pound catfish. Wow. Congratulations, young Excellent. Dallas. Yeah, little Dallas. Okay, so 
Um, you know, but but back to um, let's see some of the things that are going on this week. Um, we have Thursday night. Come out and join us, and uh, we can bring some rotten tomatoes and throw them at Tony. Soft tomatoes, please. Soft only. <laughs> rotten. That's a rotten yeah. soft. Or you know what we could do is bring a slingshot and throw olives at them. That's always good. Oh, okay, see, the I'm going to leave the pits in them. Hey, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, ow, ow. I got, Steve. A, I got a lot of three quarter ounce uh, sliding egg sinkers. How many more trips you got? Uh, I, I got two more trips. Yeah, we have one, guys, so you got a chance to get out there with Steve or my our, our team. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for a great year. Well, we're not done yet. I know, okay. but. You yeah. never know. Today could be my last day. <laughs> well, not mine. <laughs> All right. So, um, so listen. Next Thursday, we'll we'll hang out with you, Tony. And then I want to remind people that we have a Taco Tuesday on the thirtieth this month. So, uh, right after Hanukkah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, uh, on the thirtieth, we'll have Taco Tuesday at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, one five one nine two Golden West Street, Westminster, okay. California. And then we'll have another one in December on the twenty first. Okay, because uh, and we got to figure out what to do. Both both shows in December, the twenty fifth and the first, occur on a Saturday. So. We're going to have to figure out how to do that. Anybody want to come into the studio with <laughs> and me? Do it, yeah, do it. No, do it for us. <laughs> okay. Um, so having said that, there is a Fishers of Men trip on the El Dorado. It leaves on the 29th, returns on the 30th. It's just an overnight. More than likely, we'll go to Nick if you want to load up and if you want to have a lot of fun. And at the same time you're having a lot of fun, you're helping raise money so we can buy shoes to take to the port in these capes. So this is another way of fundraising you know ron and i were talking to each other so you know what why don't we donate this one over to uh, fishers and men and uh let them make some money and i will post up the phone number online it'll be up there today okay yeah we're going to change the phone number so it'll it'll be a lot of a lot of fun okay um oliver um i need to come in and see you um me too and uh, where why don't you give the uh, address to your to your shop so any End of the year service uh, routine, huh? Uh, located in La Habra, 200 South Beach Boulevard. I'm in the uh, ever-shrinking showroom. Uh, we'll be, we will be moving as soon as I get a deal in place with uh, one of the buildings we're uh, discussing the, the move with. Excellent. But you know what? For right now, yeah, I do want to come in there. I also want to get a couple more rods. Um, you know, it's funny. You, you go on these trips and... I'm looking at what I have, and I go, I need this one, I need this one, this one. And then I could easily get on a boat with 12, 15 rods. I know you do it all the time, Carson. Okay. Uh, 12 or 15. 12 or 15, yeah. That's all I have. How about 25, 30? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's I, all right. I mean, people don't realize, like, I get on the center console when I go out fishing for me here local. But, I'm carrying but four bass rods. Yeah, go ahead. We're already working on your 2022 lineup. Yeah. So, um... If you wait about another week or so, you might be able to get a sneak peek at those. Whoa. Well, and, and, we, and, and that's something I think uh, as we get more into December, you, you're going to have to come in and we can talk about the new lineup. You can bring them in studio. We can take some photos. We can put them uh, on social Absolutely. media. Okay, and we'll do that because I know you have a brand new line and you're going to make them blue, aren't you? Um, something along those lines. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to do something really, really special for Angler Chronicles. So, 
It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Listen, uh, how much time do we got, Leilani? I don't know how much time. Uh, we got a minute Sergio, and ten before, seconds. Before we go off, Sergio, yeah. I just want to I want to mention uh, the passing of oh, yes. legendary outdoor writer and communicator Bill Beebe, mm-hmm. who, for people of a certain age, uh, going back to when he was the outdoor editor of the Santa Monica Evening Outlook in the 1960s, and a long, long time Western Outdoor News. Uh, columnist Bill Beebe did pass this week, and uh, he he truly was an inspiration to mm. everybody uh, that that read his columns over the years. So uh, he will definitely be missed. Yes, yes, he will. All right, all right. Uh, having said that, uh, just a reminder: if you're not busy tonight, and even if you are, change your plans. Come on down with us. Come down. We're going to be at the Bobber in the, at the Launch Point in Lake Elsinore. Uh, it's going to be a party. There's an R&B band. Melina, you going to dance? <laughs> I'm going to be dancing. I'm going I'm I'm to be like, really dancing. It's rhythm and blues, baby girl. I'm all over that. Okay. Uh, Leilani, Start the you train again. Go, we'll take you to Lake Elsinore. Leilani, well, let, let's go. To the conga train okay. again. Okay. We can do that. Oh, we did, we, we did a conga line to mariachi band. You go figure that. Awesome. We have a good time. All right. Listen, it's been a pleasure. Everybody, excellent trips this week. Get on the water. You still got some time. Carson, Oliver, thank you for joining us. And we will talk to everybody next week. The Bobber tonight. Angler Chronicles out. Be kind. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.